How y'all doing tonight? Come on, clap your hands with us. Come on. Uh, it's a great time. It's a great time of the year. Uh, come on. Uh, to spread some love and some cheer. To spread some love and some cheer. Listen, no matter where you come from. Where you come from. Listen, you're my sister and you're my brother. Greetings, everyone. My name is Daria Graham. I am the Associate Vice President for Student Affairs and Dean of Students and one of the Co-Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officers at California State University, San Bernardino. This is another episode of the Blue Table Talks. We're so excited to have you here this evening, and I am even more excited to have my colleague and wonderful friend, uh, Jackie Barella, who serves as the Director of the Office of Student Engagement here to have a conversation about leadership. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Dr. Graham. I'm really excited to be here with you today. I'm glad to have you, Jackie. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your time at Cal State San Bernardino and your role here? Yes, I've been here for about five years now. I'm surprised to say that and love to say that, that I've been here for so long. I started in the Office of Student Engagement in 2017 as the Senior Student Engagement Coordinator, uh, where I was working with our fraternity and sorority community and our student organization community and some leadership initiatives here and there. I got the wonderful pleasure to serve as the interim director um, right about the time of the pandemic um, and have just grown since then and was um, really blessed and pleased to be announced as the official director um, in what was that, April of, of 2021. Um, so really, really wonderful career that I've had here at, at Cal State San Bernardino. Um, love the students, love my staff, love who I get to interact with. And every day is a new adventure, which is so wonderful about student engagement. I'm really glad to have you, Jackie. I, you know, the, the role of Blue Table Talks is to um, get information from students, share information with students. And I just want to recognize that today we are not with students. We are not. Um, students are making their way back to campus. We will be virtual until next week. Um, and so we're excited about what next week will hold for us. Without student presence here, I do want to give a chance, an opportunity for you to name any students that you want to um, name that may be connected with OSC, do a shout out, just because you are very connected with students and want to honor that. Yes, we we actually have um, Daisy Ramos, our ASI student uh, president. She is uh, actually a member of one of our student organizations as a leader. Uh, our wonderful student, Damaris um, Zepeda, is uh, another member of a student organization, but happens to be a really wonderful um, student assistant for us in all sorts of creativity that she gives us in the office and programming. Um, I, I would love to shout out August um, from the math club as well. We just have lots of wonderful students who are involved in various things across the campus and um, can't wait to see them again when they get back here in person. That's just like what we love about student there. I know, right? And then we remember, oh, this is why I do this work when they get back to campus. It's exactly. always, always the good reminder. Um, do you have student workers in your area? We do have student workers in our area. We're actually in the middle of hiring them. And um, the application, if you're interested and you're listening to this, please reach out to our office because we are looking for some folks to um, staff not only our department, but this new piece that we'll talk about today um, in the leadership lab. Um, so we're looking for student assistance and we have plenty of positions available. I want to remind our listeners, particularly our students, that there are a lot of benefits of working on campus. 
um, you able to work with someone who understands what you may be dealing with as far as your schedule and exams and just navigating school. You have a built-in understanding with that supervisor. You also have a great um, ability to get to work because of the location, right? So it's close to where you go to school. So if you are thinking about employment, please do consider student employment on campus because they really it really does come with some great benefits. It does. We love our student assistants. We are always happy to work with schedules too, because you are a student first before you are anything else on this campus. And um, I think all of our student assistants have benefited from the ability to just come from class, go to work, go back to class, and then, then they get to leave campus when they're finally done for the day. Um, and I think it just gives you a little bit more uh, love for the campus as well when you work um, for the university, the institution that will make you, will give you your degree at the end of the day too. Yeah. Uh, and there's plenty of things that also note that if you are connected to campus and involved in campus, you have a better chance of graduating, right? Absolutely. We know that involvement and engagement are actually um, factors to successful graduation and retention. So please don't, don't sleep on student employment and be sure to sh uh, shout out to Jackie if you're interested. So Jackie, I'm excited to talk to you today because leadership is one of the my passion areas. Um, and I particularly love to talk about student leadership. It's not, it's not a new topic to the Blue Table Talks, but I'm excited for us to have this conversation from, from the perspective of a department, a unit, um, and just delve into engagement and involvement. Um, and what that means for students. So I have a couple questions Absolutely. and let's go. Jackie, let's start with, would you share information about OSC? Yes, the Office of Student Engagement, we lovingly refer to it as the one-stop shop for involvement. Not that we don't have lots of other campus partners who have pathways to involvement or engagement on our campus, but we're probably one of the places that you can get, you can step inside and get the most out of, um, or the most entry points to student involvement in our space. Um, so we oversee the student organization community, which has over 100 student organizations, and the ability for students to start their own too if they don't find their niche inside of that list. Um, we also oversee the fraternity and sorority community. So if you're looking for something um, that is a values-based organization that will have um, alumni membership or benefit past graduation, um, those organizations are a really great option for you. Um, we also oversee the National Student Exchange Program, which is a really great opportunity for those students who may be looking to study outside of California, but maybe going to another country is not necessarily an accessible option for you um, or the monetary piece, the financial piece is a little bit um, inaccessible. Uh, National Student Exchange Program provides uh, the opportunity to study it within the continental United States um, and a couple of other territories so that you can get out of California um, and see a new space or a different um, campus uh, culture. Um, in addition to that, we host large campus events like club fairs, the Social Justice Summit, our Leadership Institute, so lots of different things to get involved in as either a member or a leader inside of our space. It's a great segue into, you know, the conversation that I'm itching to have with you about leadership. Yes. Um, 
the Office of Student Engagement, you and I have talked about that name, engagement. It's, it's much more than just being engaged, right? It's much more than attendance or involvement. It really is, the, I think we agree, the formation of, of leadership. And um, my perspective is that every person is a leader. Um, I always use the example of, I never know who's watching me. I, I don't know the impact that I'm having. And so in that way, I am leading all the time um, in my decisions, in my language. And it's often not necessarily in formal positions. It can be in relationship, right? Um, the relationships that I have with the people that I love, how I engage with them, how I um, engage particularly around difference, right? Those are spaces that are connected directly to leadership when we talk about leadership. So if those are already connected in an informal way, then to me, it makes sense that we all are leaders. Yes. Um, so that's my thoughts. But the, the, the question that's often asked is, are leaders born, made, or appointed? And how can students see themselves in OSE, even if they're not involved in an organization? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I happen to agree with you too that I think everyone is a leader um, and maybe it will be an unpopular opinion, but I believe that leaders can be made or taught um, as opposed to you are inherently born with certain set of characteristics that lead you to becoming a leader. I for sure as heck didn't think I was going to ever be in a leadership role, either as a student or now as a professional staff member. Um, I think probably because I had heard, you know, growing up that, um, first of all, only white men are leaders um, mm -hmm. and that definitely a female couldn't be a leader, that is for sure. Um, and that you had to have all these natural charismatic instincts and outgoing instincts or a natural ability to connect with people. Um, and I, I don't think that, I think, yes, maybe some of those pieces are inherently born in you. You know, we all have our own characteristics, our own traits and qualities about who we are. Um, but I think it's really lived experience and um, the, the people who you surround yourself with that help you become a leader um, or give you those skills, abilities, characteristics um, as you grow and develop. Um, so I don't think, I think yes, maybe some pieces could be born, but all the theories and the real life, real world experiences that you have, I think are what make you a leader. And I, I think that's really what um, our, you can see that in our student organizations and in our fraternities and sororities. They are not just made by those positional folks who sit at the top and are talking at folks during an, an organizational meeting. Yeah, they help to organize things, right? And they help to be the face of um, the organization, but they couldn't do any of that work without the other folks who are around them because they are taking on maybe not formal leadership roles in the organization, but some type of leadership by showing up um, and participating or sharing their opinion during an organization meeting or being the one to lug all the water to the event, you know? Um, we, we wouldn't get anywhere if an organization was just made up of five executive board members. Um, and I think even further, um, if we aren't involved in an organization, um, I think it shows up in various ways in your family, um, like you said, in your relationship with your friends. Um, so I think everyone should 
there is a leader inside of everyone. And I think we just have to um, either have conversations, be exposed to um, theories, experiences that help to bring those, um, those pieces out or to help teach you things that move you along your leadership journey. Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning, you know, the, the significant thing is where we have learned those lessons about leadership. And when you said, um, you know, your, in your experience, you've been taught that it was only white men that were leaders. I just want to highlight that that's not only what you say around your experience, but if you just did a quick look uh, leadership theories or what leadership perspectives are out there. There's actually theories called like the great man theory. Yes. Um, the, the very uh, familiar leadership theories like transactional leadership, transformational leadership, uh, situational leadership, all those kinds of, if you look at who the authors are, white men. White right? men. Um, I often talk about servant leadership. If you yes. look me up, we are holding lots of people to the expectation of that theory when that theory was not written for people of color or underrepresented populations, including women. It is particularly written by a white man, Greenleaf, to other white men, right? And so it does matter about the um, examples that we've been given in, in our reading, in our literature, and visually. You know, it doesn't it doesn't fall short on me that, oh my gosh, now we finally have a woman who's a vice president. Like how, you know, 2022, it's taken this long to have a woman in that position. And so in that vein, if we believe that leaders are only appointed, then that would mean by percentages. Only men. Only men, right? So when people ask me the question, you know, are, are leaders born, made, or appointed? I say, yes, yes, they are born, they're made, they're appointed, right? Um, but they also live every day uh, taking care of their families. Um, they make hard decisions about the things that they want to do versus where they are needed. Um, they decide to get out of the bed when everything that's going on around them really wants them to stay in the bed, right? They make hard decisions for themselves and others. They ask questions that they didn't necessarily want to ask, but they realize that they have to take other people into consideration. Those are leaders, yes. right? And when I mention all those, I think about our students. Our students are navigating every day. I think more difficult decisions than any of us really know, unless a student sits down and tells us. Absolutely. Right? Um, navigating their own finances, but then also contributing to their family's finances. Um, navigating transportation and access, right? Being committed to a degree when getting there may not always be easy, physically or mentally or emotionally doing those hard things, you know, those, some things are hard, leader, right? And so I look at the services we provide in our roles um, as, you know, we're obligated, I think, as part of uh, the fabric of this institution to help cultivate even stronger leaders um, for our students. 
Anybody who's sitting and wondering, am I a, a leader? I invite them to shift the conversation, their, you know, the question that they're asking themselves. Instead of, am I a leader? What kind of leader do I wanna be? And then what are the resources to help me strengthen my leadership capacity? Um, another, you know, analogy that I've heard that's really helpful with leadership is leadership is like a light bulb you're holding in your hand. You can use it to illuminate and put it into its outlet. You can use it to burn people when it's hot, or you can not use it at all and just stand there holding it in your hand, which doesn't help you or anybody else to deny the power that you have as a leader. And so just excited about this conversation to first say every student, when we talk about the Office of Student Engagement, we're not just talking about students that are in organizations um, or that are in appointed positions within those organizations. Exactly. One of the things that is for every student is new. Yes. Let me give you a chance to talk about what is that new resource that's for every student? We are so excited to announce the opening of the Leadership Lab, which is a new space for the Office of Student Engagement. Woohoo! We're so, so excited. We can't wait for you all to come check it out on the third floor of the Santos Manuel Student Union North. Um, and that will be a place that every student can see themselves in, um, and every student can come to explore the leader inside of them. Um, We really wanna make it a space where students who aren't even involved in our clubs and organizations can come and explore um, what is my true color, Um, whether figure out if you're a blue, green, gold, or orange, come see us if you wanna know more about that. Come find out what your leadership practice is, um, which are based on five exemplary leadership practices. We want you to come and explore those things with us because we believe, like Dr. Graham said, that every student is a leader on our campus and we wanna help you find that leader inside of yourself. I am so excited about the Leadership Lab. Can you talk a little bit about um, what folks can expect when they walk in? Uh, I know we, you know, with this being a podcast, we can't show pictures, but what, what, is, what should folks expect when they come in there? Yeah, we have um, a huge leadership library. So if you're, if you're kind of a, a bookworm like I am and you'd rather read about leadership before we move on to the experiential pieces of it, we have a huge leadership library and always looking to expand that too. So if you know of some good books and want to suggest them to us, please do. Uh, there's lots of open workspace tables, either um, where you can plug your computer in or high level tables to do some creative um, planning with your other students. We have a, a semi-private um, meeting space too. So if you are working towards an event or an initiative on campus um, that may be connected to a student organization, maybe not, um, or you wanna meet with ASI next door, we have that kind of conference tape, uh, space for you as well. We have lockers so you can keep some of your stuff um, safe while you are in the space or maybe making some connections with the centers down the hallway. Um, So lots of different ways to explore leadership in the space um, in terms of tactile pieces, um, meeting space, you know, the the bookworms can find themselves in our space. Lots of different ways that students will be able to explore leadership. And we hope that it's a space that will become home for our students too, um, that they feel comfortable, uh, that they can make connections with other humans, uh, really a community space. What if I'm nervous to walk in? Because I got to walk all the way up to the third floor towards the end of the hall. 
um, I'm shy or I don't have, you know, I'm not a, a officer of an organization. Um, what would you tell a student? You'll see a really friendly student assistant face who's a peer of yours likely. Maybe you've never met them, maybe you've never seen them in class, but they're gonna have a giant smile on their face. They're gonna welcome you into our space and say, what are you looking for? And if you don't know the answer to that question, they're gonna show you all the different pieces that are in the space. And I bet you by the end of the time that you leave there, you will have made a friend and either our student assistant or one of the other many wonderful students that you'll see in that space. And who knows, maybe you'll run into a student leader themselves and you'll join a club or organization or start your own. In that same vein, Jackie, do you have any advice that you might want to give to students, particularly about myths about student leadership? Yeah, I think that um, one of them we've already talked about today, that student leaders are only those folks that you see in high level positions of power, either in a student organization or even if we think about our ASI student president, student body president. Um, I think lots of students believe that's the only way that I can be seen as a leader. Um, and that that's definitely not the case. I hope that in all of the conversation that we've had today that you really hear that um, even if you don't think that you are a leader, you likely are and you are one, um, and that you can discover those um, inherent traits that you have um, to bring them out. Um, you are a leader. And so I think um, what advice I would give to students as well is to just pay attention to those things that are passion areas of yours or that you, um, you particularly um, are drawn to, because I think that's where you'll find um, your passion for leadership, or maybe that's where you'll feel confident to lead around. Um, those things that we love doing are often the things that we want um, to make better. And leadership shows up in various ways. Um, you could be the one person that gets everyone together for a meeting. You're not leading the meeting, you're just organizing a group of folks to come to the table around something. Um, so I think if you hear anything from this podcast today, it is that positionality, awesome, important. We give lots of kudos to those students who want to sit at the front and be the president and organize things, but they couldn't do the work of the organization or the mission without the members who are surrounding them. Um, and all of those students take a role in some way and are leaders um, in those spaces. Do you have a story you're willing to share about any kind of difficult leadership decision or moment that you've ever had? And what did you do? My mind first goes to um, when I applied to be an orientation leader in, um, in my undergraduate career. And I had really taken advantage. Again, I did not see myself as a leader when I first stepped on campus. Um, I grew up in the Office of Student Leadership on my, on my undergraduate campus. So this topic is really near and dear to my heart. Um, and I had done a program over the summer um, before my first year uh, that was uh, surrounding service, um, community service and leadership um, development and kind of fell in love with it and fell in love with that department. And I had applied at that, that time to be a build leader, which was kind of like an orientation leader, but for this leadership program. And I thought I had it made at that point. I was like, I'm finally a leader. Like I'm gonna get every single leadership position on this campus. And your girl was definitely wrong uh, because she <laughs> applied for uh, to be an orientation leader. And I thought I had all the necessary requirements um, to be one, all the right personality traits, everything. Thought I had like slayed the interview and done a really great job. And 
on our campus, um, you walked to the admissions building to pick up an envelope um, that said whether or not you were accepted as an orientation leader. And you could tell, just like you can tell with a, um, an admission letter to a university, if it was a big letter, then you definitely got the role. And if it was a tiny little envelope, you probably didn't. And when I got mine, the friend standing next to me had a big giant letter um, and we kind of knew, oh yeah, sure, she's gonna get this. And I had a tiny little white envelope that just had my name in it. And I felt absolutely crushed, absolutely crushed. Um, and I, I really thought, well, I'm never gonna apply to anything again. I'm never gonna be a leader ever again. And I went to my advisor's um, office, my mentor to this day and sat down with her and cried. And she reminded me that I needed to get back at it, that I could take that day to be sad, to process, to move on, and um, then to get back at it and do all the really great things. I got some more experience after that year um, in my sorority and as a further development inside of that leadership office. And I came back next year and was selected as an orientation leader. Nice. And I think um, those defeat moments, and Michael Jordan talks about this all the time, right? That um, so I think those are the greatest moments for leaders uh, because you have to understand that not everything is meant for you at that time um, and that in those moments you learn the most about yourself um, and so I think uh, there have been many difficult leadership times I could point to all of COVID um, and the panini of 2020 <laughs> when I was the newly appointed interim director um, for lots of hard decisions that were made that year um, but I, I definitely remember that as being my, in my undergraduate years is that reminder that Failure is okay, and um, it's not failure. It's a blessing, um, and it's a lesson, and you help, you learn and grow from that moment, and I think that's why I am who I am today. Someone said, um, you made me think two things. Someone said, no means next opportunity. Yes. Which has always been very true for me. Anytime that I've gotten no from an interview or anything, what came next was the dream. Yes. It was almost like the no prepared me to sharpen up my skills, to tighten up my, you know, my language or whatever I needed um, to be ready for that next opportunity. And so as a leader, it, it, you know, it, it has been a blessing to see no as next opportunity. The second thing I was just talking to my, my daughter about, particularly with, I think this younger generation, and I don't mean, mean to cause any offense, um, she admitted to me that she agrees. We haven't necessarily taught what loss means. Loss of dream, yes. loss of opportunity and how to bounce back from that, right? How to not let it take you, take you out at your knees. Um, and I was talking to my daughter about that, like, you know, it's okay to experience the loss of something that you thought you were going to do or be, or, you know, have the opportunity for, take the time, like you said, have your emotions. Don't allow anyone to tell you you can't have your emotions, but let that be the bridge to preparing yourself to try again, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know that we, we've done a lot of that with this generation, particularly of leaders, how do you lose an election, right? How do you um, lose out on an opportunity that you thought you were going to have without completely leaving the organization or knocking down the China on your way out? Like yes. <laughs> <laughs> burning 
every bridge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not only do I quit, but I am not giving you any notice. Like yes. I'm long enough. Right. <laughs> So those are the things that I'm excited about participating with you in the Leadership Lab. One of the things I, I failed to mention about the Leadership Lab is we, we really want to have Leadership Lab nights where conversations like these can happen, right? That we can talk about how do you bounce back from a no and see it as a blessing for a next opportunity and to learn the lessons that you need to learn to move on to your next, your, your dream, the dream that will come. Um, or we can have this conversation about women in leadership and how do we network around one another and not hold each other back. Um, so I'm really excited about that space to have some open and authentic conversations and for um, this generation, yes, to learn from us, but to, for us to learn from them too, because we have some things to learn too, that is for sure. I, I, I forget the um, television show of the guy that brings in people to talk, it talk brings in actors. Um, and I- Oh, that's on Bravo, right? Yeah. Um, Inside the actor's studio, I think. Thank you, yeah, that's it. Cause I wanna do that, but for leadership on, uh, on campus and ask students, who do you want you know, to come in and, and not their suit and their tie, but just, you know, a cup of coffee and a polo shirt and some khakis and talk about leadership lessons and inside the, the leadership lab, right? Where we do some laboratory work on what it means to be a leader. Um, shout out to Dean Muhammad. He would be my suggestion of the first one. I would love to Absolutely. see him talk about the leadership lessons that he's learned. Um, and if students could give us other names, who would you want, if you're listening, who would you want to be inside of that leadership lab in a casual way um, just having good conversations about their journey, um, the decisions they made, the lessons they learned, and really providing, you know, mentorship in that moment. Yeah, there is wisdom on this campus and mentorship available to students. So yes, by all means, please share some names. I think I'm going to send an email to Dean Muhammad because he would be an excellent way to kick off that series. <laughs> yes, we have to keep, come up with, a, you know, another name besides inside the actor studio, inside the leader studio or inside yeah. the lab. Um, and be sure to tell him, I said, I think he should be the first one. I will. I think that your recommendation will, will go a long way. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us as we close out? Anything you're looking forward to on February 22nd? I cannot. I'm just waiting for the presence to be back. It has been so lonely without our students here. And I can't wait to show off this really beautiful brand new building and space for students to connect and find community. Um, our jobs are not as fun when we don't get to interact with students. That's why we do what we do. And um, I hope that you all will take the chance to walk down the hallway and see us in the leadership lab and in the OSC office. Um, and we can't wait to see you. And also, you may be able to hear the first coyote howl on campus coming on the 22nd of February. We will be doing a coyote hour kickoff event uh, out at Wild Song in front of the SMSU South, uh, where you will get a free t-shirt, a free cookie, and again, maybe you'll get to hear a really cool howl on campus that will signal the beginning of coyote hour. We're going to insert the howl right here. 
Be sure to listen for it on Tuesdays and Thursdays at noon to indicate Coyote Hour. And we're excited to have basic needs with us too on Tuesday. Um, we'll have this out before Tuesday the 22nd. Be sure to stop by to see the basic needs booth as well. Jackie, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, Dr. Graham. I'm really appreciative of getting to spend space with and be in space with you today around leadership. And I have so many thoughts about what we talked about. So I hope we get to do a part two in the future, maybe in the leadership lab. We will, because I think we're going to have an announcement to make um, in this month or so. I about think some things are coming. OSE. Great things are indeed coming. Again, thank you for your time. We'll see folks with Cody Coyote. Yes. Uh, get you a cookie, a t-shirt, and uh, stop by the Basic Needs booth on the 22nd. And then go to the Black History Month event happening in the SMSU South at noon as well. Yes. And we're excited about the SMSU North Grand Opening, which will be happening on March 17th. Be sure to meet us both on the third floor of SMSU North and tell us if you listen to this podcast or not. We'll see you, Jackie. Take care. Thanks, Dr. Graham. Thanks, students. Come on, show it now.